When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about movies. This is Kenny from my brain. If you want to talk movies, well, guess what? We on the same thing. You gotta watch, 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 watch this podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Devin. And joining us this week, uh, we're crossing streams. I am the Marvel correspondent for our friends over at Victims and Villains. So joining us today to talk about Doctor Strange in the in in the Multiverse of Madness is my fellow Marvel correspondent, Joshua Howell. Say hi, That's Josh. That's right. What's up? And from Victims and Villains proper, uh, host of Victims and Villains, Captain Nostalgia himself, Josh Berkey. What's up? Do you also get tripped up in the fact that it's called in the and not and the? Yeah. Every oh, every description yeah. every description I made today to promote the show I had to go back and fix because I kept saying <laughs> and the so um but yeah so before we get into Doctor Strange I figured we at the top of the, you have to watch this podcast we usually talk about things that we've been watching just so happens all four of us talk watched a thing that we didn't get to talk about last week and that was the finale of Moon Knight. So just real mm. quick, let's go through and talk about our thoughts on Moon Knight as a whole and the finale. So first, I uh, want to know, does anybody here know anything about Moon Knight going into this? Because I a thousand percent didn't. Did you? Uh, yeah, I read the uh, the 2014 Jeff Lemire run, and uh, it's collected all in one beautiful graphic novel. Uh, if you have, if you live in the States, uh, there is a service called Hoopla. You can get it from there for completely free. All you need is a library card. But, uh, I Googled, uh, like most like comprehensive run of Moon Knight to kind of have like an entry level to better understand the character. And not only is the art stunning, but the writing is really stellar. And if you want to better understand the series, I would recommend picking up that book. Yeah, I had every intention of watching or reading Moon Knight, some Moon Knight before the show came out. I didn't get to it. Uh, I have two volumes of Jane Foster's Thor sitting on the shelf behind me that I'm intending to (laughs) read before July, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, So I always try to do that, but I, I haven't and I need to fix that. Um, I mean, we've already kind of talked. I, I yeah. shouldn't have I shouldn't have talked so much behind the scenes about how I felt about it. Uh, I, you know, I, I still believe uh, what I said in the beginning, that this was clearly the uh, like a, a good amount of money went into this series. It really looked good. Um, even the super CGI uh, gods in the end uh, at, at most points looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um I um I don't are, are is it 
are we good to do spoilers or are we does it does it matter oh, it's I'm, been out for a minute i mean i can throw up the spoiler alert so that's yeah. not a problem let's do that yeah so let's talk a little bit about spoilers for <clears throat> moon Knight. i mean i i thought that um for a, a uh I, I am always one that says less is more. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, if when you think back to shows that had 22 to 24 episodes, you, you were guaranteed that 17 of those at least were were filler. Uh, so when this trend of coming down to 12 to 10 to 8 um, started coming about, that kind of encouraged this idea that you would get more quality uh, than than filler. So this show being six, I was like, okay, uh, you know, they're they're really condensing it down. But honestly, going into the finale, I was like, how are they going to cap this off in a satisfying way? And I don't think they landed it. I I think um, with the fact that season two was up in the air and has been up in the air since the beginning, and even the director coming out saying that this would all be a waste if they don't get a season two, my response to that is, well, then maybe you should have finished season one a little better just in <laughs> case, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't like when a show, like, just leaves it open for the hopes of season two. Because nine times out of ten, especially in today's world, you don't get it. And right. with as busy as Oscar Isaac is, um, and the fact that he made it clear from the get-go he wasn't going to sign one of those long-term, I'm-here-when-you-need-me Marvel contracts, uh, I, I felt that the ending could have been better, or they, they could have used at least a, a seventh episode to wrap things up. So, yeah. Josh, you got, you got something? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm right there with Josh. A lot of the uh, the issues that jo- he had, uh, I also had. Because there are things that happen in the last two episodes that kind of don't really get explained. Or when you try to question it, it kind of makes the, the foundation of the narrative really kind of start to unravel. And <clears throat> there are things about it that I, I really like, like, Again, coming back to that Jeff Lemire run, mm-hmm. so much of these six episodes are so heavily inspired by that those 14 issues that it 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 makes it less than satisfying. The fact that like Jake Lockley was left to a post credit scene really really got under my skin. Like if there's anything else that bo- bothered me most about this series, it's the fact that they saved him for last because uh i heard a friend we were talking about this yesterday it's like you, you took you know like you explained fairly well and then you decided as your last ditch effort you're going to leave the the box open mm-hmm. but yet confuse the audience one more time mm-hmm. and to me like I, I kind of would have liked to kind of see that personality uh come into play one more time and also like what is jake lockley and conchu's relationship like because that was probably the most intriguing thing about that post credit scene and we're just kind of left with like all of these questions and no answers yeah i i I can agree that they they left a lot up in the air for a for a finale like i wish there had been a little bit more with jake um 
I think exploring his relationship with Khonshu, I think, would be a great storyline for a season two. Um, but like, like Josh was saying, like it, it is still up in the air if it's going to be a season two. Like, uh, I'm I'm waiting for the day when I see memes on the internet of Poe Dameron saying somehow Moon Knight returned. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I really enjoyed Oscar Isaac in this. I still have questions Same. about the show. Like that little girl in the first episode that asked Stephen about the field of reeds. Like, what the hell does that mean? Uh, it's very there's a lot to unpack and not there's not many answers but i um uh, not that kind of show josh oh, we're getting a strip uh, show. Yeah. <laughs> maybe um, it is that kind of show now um you're welcome i gave you your wish devin thank you i uh <laughs> i forget what i was saying i'm so distracted uh <laughs> find my nipples <laughs> uh i really enjoyed uh the Scarlet Scarab in the end here. In yeah. The f- mm. I think they did the Wonder Woman 84 costume better than Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> so. Layla was great. She was great. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. thought she was great as a supporting actor, and I'm glad she got some time to, to shine there at the end. Can I ask you something? Like, uh, just kind of throwing this out there, because this is another thing, something we, we were talking about yesterday, is like uh, Layla gets a, like you guys saying, beautiful costume. Mm. Once she becomes like the Avatar, obviously we already know Steven and Mark, you know, Moon Knight and Mr. Knight. How come Ethan Hawke's like character just never, never got an Avatar? Like, it's because he has all that glass in his shoes. (laughs) I forgot he did that. You mean, you mean why doesn't he have a costume? Is that what you're saying versus the other two? Like, why doesn't he have a... I, well, he, he's yeah, got the just, staff. I mean, maybe he was more the whole his whole vibe was I'm I'm too humble to to do anything. So maybe the staff was enough, and him having a costume would defeat his whole vibe or something. I don't know. Maybe Ethan Hawke was just like also, I'm not wearing a costume. So <laughs> that's I'll what that's show. what I think it me. is. And I don't know if you guys know this, a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, mm-hmm. When they were deciding on who should be the antagonist, uh, they basically compiled a list of every known antagonist that's ever faced off against Moon Knight in the comics. Mm-hmm. Picked Arthur, uh, what's his last? It's like Harkness or something like that. Harrow. Harrow. Harrow, yeah. Arthur Harrow. They basically just was like, this guy, his name just sounds cool. This is, this is the guy. <laughs> And uh, apparently, in the comics, he's only ever appeared in like two or three issues. Yeah, so he's, they, not, even like he's, he's not this. No, he's not oh. even this in the comics. They combined a few different ones, and then they just <laughs> slapped that name on there. But I mean, I'm still of the notion that he's just one of the antagonists, and that Kanju is is still just as bad. I like at no point yeah. was I like, all right, he is good. Like I feel like he's still a, a, a bad dude, and. They teased Jake the whole season, and I can understand if big fans of Moon Knight were pissed because I guess Jake in this show is nothing like the Jake in the comics. Like, the Jake in the comics is not the violent of the third. He's the taxi driver that kind of knows things, Uh, or at least in some of the storylines, he's not this murderous psychopath that they put in the thing. But then that's the other thing. I Either if they do come back, it's it's... 
they're they're gonna have to reckon with the fact that he just killed all those people to get Arthur out of that nursing home unless they flip it and they show the bodies and they have the little scales on them and it was actually Arthur's people that were protecting him. But otherwise, it kind of makes it look like he's just a murderous psychopath. And how does that work for Moon Knight being a hero if one third of him is just like a straight up murderer? You know, like he's, I, he's I, a bad dude. I think the better question there is how does that work on Disney Plus? So, <laughs> That's awesome. uh, well, we live in a post Netflix Marvel world now. So if they really wanted to. The the safety locks and parental uh and that's true the that's parentals true. are if, trolls are there if that was the case they would have started that with season one though yeah I I, like I definitely don't disagree yeah I just I just I really feel like they could have used a seventh episode I don't I, it didn't make sense where they where they stopped it here um and then the whole thing of of um. Stephen and Mark saying we don't want to be a part of this anymore and then they go back to the mental asylum in their head and their last line is we're going to go save the world well how are you going to go save the world you don't have any superpowers anymore uh, uh, yeah. in your mind I mean right. they think that they're untethered from Kanchu so how are they going to go save the world they're just they're just a mental patient at this point they don't have any superpowers yeah, uh, that they know of. So that didn't really make sense to me. It didn't feel like a yay send off. It felt like an unfinished storyline. But yeah. overall, yeah. I still really enjoyed the show. I think that's why I'm mostly disappointed, not because I like invested all this time and then there was just nothing. I think it really was because I really did like the show. It, You know, I told Alan in the beginning, I really didn't want this to be bogged down with cameos. Right. Uh it felt like it felt like it deserved its own time and it really did get its own time. You know, yeah. we didn't see a ton of other characters in the background. And so I, I did the, appreciate that. I think the only thing that they reference that's outside of this in the MCU is the astral plane from black Panther. Mm. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Well, I heard rumor that there was supposed to be an Eternals cameo in this. And like, I don't think it would have done. Yeah. Any no. I wouldn't have wanted it. There's also rumors of a Bruce Banner cameo. Um, there were tons of rumors. There was rumors yeah. of a uh, who's the god the god butcher from the upcoming Thor movie. Oh, uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, Gore. Gore. In, in yeah. early drafts of this, when they weren't sure if this was going to come out before or after the new Thor movie, they were because it deals with the Egyptian gods. There was rumors that uh, he might be referenced um, to some degree, but. Clearly, they didn't. Do I that. even theorized that he might on our uh, <laughs> first half of the season review. Mm. That's not to say that we don't like it's somehow like the events of this series don't show up in Love and Thunder. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, at, at some point, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do like a tears of gods because, like, I'm sorry, but you know, like a, a hundred story alligator woman doesn't ring to me on the same level as uh lowercase g god um uh kurt russell uh in <laughs> in galaxy in guardians of the galaxy yeah. 2 you know he, he even he said god with the lower g so like where's the tears where's the god tears and where do they all rank i'm gonna yeah. have, and then we got the eternals and the celestials and yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to rank all and those. And if you, if you if you think about it too much, like Athena's 
is supposed to be the basis for Greek gods, but Greek gods exist. It gets confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ow. They're, I mean, they're bringing it into to Love and Thunder. Yeah. Uh, they, Russell Crowe's supposed to be playing Zeus, if yes. I remember correctly. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, curious about that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that that's enough of Moon Knight. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's move on to today's main topic. Oh, hey, Ryan's in the chat. Hey, Ryan. Um, all right, so let's get move on to today's main topic, the latest cinematic cinematic entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or can we call, should we start calling it the multiverse at this point or not? Please, not not yet, not yet for me, not yet. Okay, all right. Uh, tonight we're talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, just came to theaters, saw, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen. And directed by Sam Raimi, um, mm-hmm. which is why oh. I'm dressed up because Sam. If you don't know this about Sa- the one thing I, the first thing I learned about Sam Raimi was he always wore a suit to set. So I decided wow. to suit and tie it up he's a tonight. Classy mofo, that guy. Yes, he is. Classy mofo. Yeah. You uh, also forgot that you know Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. also star in this. All right, so so. so, so Yes, there there are. Multi- it's funny that in the multiverse, Benedict Cumberbatch is every Doctor Strange, but Spider Man is played by multiple actors. Yeah, well, Ooh, that's a um, fair assessment. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know, we're, we're how many films into the into the MCU or the yeah. MCM now? Uh, it's there. There's gonna be inconsistencies. Oh yeah, especially when when. Uh, uh, Spider-Man is partly, you know, has got that Sony blood going in there, but um, in the in the in the effort to keep this first part spoiler-free, I'm guessing we're doing spoiler-free. Yes, we're right? going to do spoiler-free first. So if you have not seen Multiverse of Madness quite yet, stay tuned. Well, you will you will know when we get into spoilers. I will put it but, on the screen. And I I would even say if 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 you haven't seen um, some of the more recent TV spots because those get super spoily. But I, I just wanted to remind everybody what the original official synopsis for this film was uh, when they when they you know announced it. It was Doctor Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself, whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff. I don't know what movie that is, but that is not this movie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they, they no. must have just been going hardcore to hide who the main villain is, because even I didn't go. I went into this movie not knowing who the main villain is based on that. Same. I thought that what I really didn't want was going to happen. And instead, I got what I what I wanted. We, we don't have to reveal yeah. who that is yet. But yeah, um, I. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like I wasn't like I had my hopes for it. Like it's like I, they 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 have to do it this way. Like if they if they don't, it makes no sense. And then they did the thing, and I was like, okay, yeah. Like I I was all in. I was like, let's let's do this. Um. So we also had opening weekend. Um, <clears throat> Josh, <laughs> go ahead. Like. Uh, <clears throat> I hate the fact that this is being like t- 
titled like one of Marvel's greatest because this movie had so much effing potential and it like squished it like an ant under a boot. I cannot wait to hear more about this. Uh, I who, cannot who's wait. calling it one of Marvel's greatest? I don't think. Dude, I don't, like I, I don't think it's I've, even I've, top I've, ten. Like I think it's enjoyable, <laughs> but I don't think it's even top I, ten. <laughs> I've I've talked to a lot of people uh, like oh, online over the weekend and just kind of like gauging like what other people have thought about it because I'm like, am I in the wrong for not liking this movie? Uh, and then like most of the people that I was talking about with was like, oh my goodness, this is like one of Marvel's like best movies that they've done in like decades and or years, whatever. I have uh, seen a lot. I of just that don't feel that way. I'll give you that. I I. <clears throat> I think the more accurate statement is this is one of the more riskier movies Marvel has made in the last 20 years. Like, oh, cause, cause for sure. It's a horror oh, I th- movie. I think it's safe at the same time. I think in tone it's risky, but I think a lot of the choices it makes are safe at the same time. I mean, this yeah. this there, there are times in this film where you're like, okay, yes, this is a Sam Raimi PG-13 horror movie, which has worked in the past. Sam Raimi mm. can do a lot with the PG-13 uh, restrictions, um, and so and and, it, and he does push the envelope in certain parts of this film. And in certain parts of this film, it really made me wonder. Well, if Scott Derrickson's vision was too much, uh, then uh, what was he trying to do? Because <laughs> because he was trying to do a horror movie, and I thought I thought Sam Raimi pushed the envelope a little bit sometimes in this film. Of course, yeah. there are other points in this film where it. Re- it remembered it was owned by Disney Marvel and, and then, you know, brought that back a bit. Uh, so I think that was, you know, Sam got to shine at some parts and then was clearly roped and reeled back in at other parts uh, that, that maybe, um, maybe hurt the film a little bit. Yeah, I will say that this is the most ambitious movie Marvel has done. This and Eternals are like two of the most ambitious movies that they've done. As I just say that, like, although I have my qualms with it, like, I did, I did thoroughly enjoy it. I thought that like it had its moments, especially as a horror fan and as a Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi fan. I really thought this movie makes a lot of really smart decisions. But like you're saying, Josh, like it's it's this. It can't escape the fact that it's a Disney movie at the end of the day, and it can't escape the fact that it is connected to the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe or multiverse, whatever we want to call it as a whole well i mean i'm kind of with you guys where like i thought it was enjoyable i don't think it was the best movie but do you, i don't know that i think the connections to the bigger mcu hurt it as much as as much as that i think that the connections to the bigger mcu and especially what it did to the mcu as a whole i think were interesting and i think that for people like me just without getting into spoilers Doing what they did is almost the only way to expand the MCU in the way that they did to get people like me who are just skeptical and don't quite want to see it there yet on board with it. And we'll have to talk more about spoilers because there are parts of this film that they do that are risky that I just never wanted Marvel to do. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I like Marvel when it's when it's like this. I don't want it to look like these things because I've seen some DC properties attempt some of the same things and not do it well. I mean, and, and to ruin a bit of the title, some of it is the multiverse. I think that they handle multiverse well in this film in a way that I don't think I've seen it done well. And that part I thought was interesting. 
I, 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 think, I, I want all the feedback. I, I think part of the, what some of the reaction I've been seeing online to this movie and some of the negative things I've been seeing, I think a lot of that comes from the expectations of having the word multiverse mm. in the title. Um, and I think when we get into spoilers, I can go into more detail on that. But I think expectations when when you have this come out after something like Spider-Man No Way Home, um, I think the expectations are were could be set so high that people are like, oh, this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And this guy's going to play this guy who was, he was supposed to play in 2008, but they, they got somebody else instead. Like, I think there was so much of that that a lot of the people, my brother included, like I said to my wife, when we walked out of this movie, my brother who loved the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films and was really excited for this. He's like, like he, he was dead set on certain things happening. And I texted him when he was at the movie. I was like, so what'd you think? He's like, it was all right. Uh, But he was so excited for it and he didn't get what he wanted. And like, I think that's happening for a lot of people. And it's like, but it was never going to be that. So there, there yeah, was a lot that's... of hype and a lot of yeah. like tease and a lot of expectations and a lot of theories that I think a lot of people brought into the film. Honestly, I couldn't give a shit that we didn't see Tom Cruise's Iron Man in there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I know that was a rumor. I know that was something that they even talked to Kevin Feige about at one point. I wasn't. I didn't come out saying, "Damn, I really wanted to see." Uh, uh, superior crews up in there. I I think, and 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 I guess I'm I'm disagreeing with you here. I I don't think it did anything for the MCU or the MCM. Now I I thought that it was a crazy more standalone thing than anything really consequential yeah. at the end. And maybe yeah. that's. I, I mean, it, that just seems to be phase. Are we even in phases anymore? Because like. Suppose- One through three, it really did feel like by this point there was this there was this arc, there was this mm-hmm. this connectivity that was pulling everything together and driving you mm-hmm. towards a certain thing. And we've had so much since. Uh, let's see, the end of phase three was Far From Home. Think of all the content we've gotten since Far From Home, and how just unconnected it feels. And while I do think that is a good thing at times. I thought that at least by this point we would have like this would be the kickoff to what's coming, you know, like or at least there'd be a like I didn't like when Thor went off and did the whole uh, did the whole rings thing in the middle of Age of Ultron. I thought that was a detractor. But at at least by this point in phase four, I was hoping to be like there's got to be something bigger that they'll at least tease. And I didn't think we got any of that. When we get into spoilers, I have a take on that that I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on. But I, I think this before I think you... this does a subtle thing of setting up something for the future. Okay. I I think I think this movie sets up the next big bad. I think to to your point uh, of how like Marvel just kind of seems like they're just throwing stuff at the wall, just hoping for the best, and just like kind of like really like uh taking these characters and just saying we're not gonna do narrative the way that we did in the first three we're gonna focus on on fan service and kind of building up the the platform disney plus 
But also in the midst of that, I think that you're also starting to lay the groundwork for Kang the Conqueror. I, I mean, it's yeah, Kang is coming. I but I think uh, the bigger <clears throat> on the business side of things, this is also the okay. We need to spread out. Like we need to take a minute and work in all of the rights that we just got back, because now they have all those rights to those characters who were at Fox. I think. <clears throat> And I think that's part of the reason we're getting so much multiversal stuff is mm-hmm. so they can come up with I think they have a reason to, that all of this has been separate. And I thought we were going to get some of those answers here and we didn't, but I think they're still coming. Well, I wonder if how much of this is a for people like me who like <coughs> hears who like hears multiverse and goes, oh, I don't want it to be like, you know, how like in the CW shows uh, for DC, like they would like hop between different earths and you would see like all the different superheroes on different earths. Like, I don't know that I want that. I don't know if I want it that big, but like, it feels like they were kind of testing a lot of this stuff where they're like, what do you guys feel about this superhero? Or how do you feel about this concept? Does this work out? Could we build something around this? And like, for someone like me, that's kind of leery about the multiverse. I kind of appreciated that, but I understand your point when you said that, you know, it doesn't really expand too much when it absolutely could have. I think R- Rodarno over here in the chat says it's new and we've been through two years of crazy. I can see people getting overexcited about it. I think that probably leads to some of those. This is the best thing that Marvel has put. Well, Marvel hasn't, at least in theater form, if you haven't been watching yeah. all of the Disney plus content, we haven't gotten a lot of Marvel. So I can see yeah. that absence making the heart grow fonder about the next big thing that comes out. Yeah. Um, I mean, this isn't the worst one by by no. far. I just because mm-hmm. it's not in the top ten. Guess what? There's like twenty. There's almost thirty movies at this point. If you add in all the other things that are on Disney Plus, we're past the thirty mark. I think. Uh, uh, so you know, just being not being in the top ten for me doesn't mean it's in the bottom five or anything like that. There's still even Black Widow, which is a recent one, was uh, you know levels below this in quality. Um, I anything else I can say without going into spoilers would be that there were points where I was like, okay, uh, this is definitely a Sam Raimi film. There were points that he did that brought me back to his Spider-Man days. Um, I didn't even know Danny Elfman was the composer for me. He was the composer, right? Yes. Yes. There was a point in the soundtrack that I'm like, huh? It kind of sounds like Batman. That's the thing Danny Elfman always does is puts his Batman stuff in there. And then I see Danny Elfman in the credits. I'm like, okay, it was Danny Elfman. Because he always does. No matter how far away he tries to get from Batman, Batman always creeps back in to his composers. Well, I I will be talking about Danny Elfman later because he did some things in here I want to talk about. So Okay. All right, so before we jump into spoilers, this is the last spoiler-free thing I will say. Really loved Wanda in this movie, but if you're looking for a multiverse movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. Support okay, indie cinema. Okay, I heard that was really guy. good. I've heard it's really good. <laughs> that's a, that's a way, it's a way different, different <clears throat> league, different, different genre, different. <laughs> tone and everything a24 is in its own little category which i love yes, i love them for but uh <clears throat> yeah yeah all right anything else spoiler free before we get into this 
No. No? Okay. I want to talk uh, spoilers so bad. All right. Yeah. So since this is our crossover with victims and villains, uh, we have to all go through and rate it on a scale of one to five. Devin, uh, you get oh to go first because you're the only me. one who didn't know this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> is is five best or five worst? Five is best. Five is best. I'm gonna give it. A, <clears throat> I'm gonna give it a three and a half. It's gonna be four if we have to do whole numbers, but I'll give it three and a half as my official rating. Okay. I agree. I gave it uh, uh, seven out of ten for some reason, which which boils down to three point five out of five. I think that's. Uh, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah. Cap, what about you? I'm gonna go. Gonna go the three out of five. Ooh, a notch mm-hmm. down. All right. I'm gonna go four out of five. Uh, of course. Uh, I. <laughs> and I have my re- the reasons for that are not what I thought they would be. Um. And I'll get into that in spoilers. So, at this point, if you have not seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, we. Uh, are going to be spoiling the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is your warning. Uh, yeah. Spoil, spoiler alert is up. So who wants to go first? I do. I okay, do. go for I it. So I'm you. sorry. I, I, I've got to kick this off. I got to return back to the finale of WandaVision. I was bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I hate this. I hate everybody online. I hate anybody that was like, good for her. She turned herself around. She's great. That That's a superhero send-off. I hated uh, Maria Rambeau being like, you don't know what she sacrificed. Uh, you should all feel bad for the woman that just choked you out in Times Square and tortured <laughs> you for the last month. I hated that ending. I was like, bullshit. Why can't you just commit? She tortured a town for a month. Just let her be a villain. Just let her be a villain. And somebody for this film was like, you know what? We're not only going to make her a villain, we're going to make her like a crazy villain. She is going to have the the highest body count that you've seen in the MCU in a long time um, when you're not talking about Thanos and half the universe. (laughs) But And not only is the body count high, we see it. And she is vicious. And I loved it. I loved it so much. I love that she's the villain because all this marketing suggested that she wasn't. And I really didn't want to see that. I didn't. Even the trailer was like, Dr. Strange, uh, I'm not here to talk about that. Why the hell not? She tortured a town. And I hated that. I did not want to see her going up against. And I even theorized that she was going to be going up against an alternate version of her that was the villain. I'm like, no, she is the villain. And they made her the villain, and I was, I was, I still have some issues with that, and I have some issues with how some people are interpreting that, but I like that she was the villain, because, like, she earned it. She earned being a villain, and she mm-hmm. was, she was a good villain, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, so, since you brought up, since we're talking <clears throat> about Wanda right off the gate, I want to ask you guys a question. Does... Wanda being the villain in this make any sense if you did not see WandaVision? Mm, I will say no. I think WandaVision was like required viewing for this because it just kind of looks like you're like, okay, well, where does she get the the was it was it called the the deadbolt or 
dark hole. The dark hole, like like where's the dark hole come from? Like where does the you know where's the new threads come from? Who are these kids? Like there's so much that's integrated, and like it's interesting to to kind of see this because like Feige's also said in press interviews that the ending of Loki has directly uh, caused both No Way Home and multiverse of madness oh wow because uh but when they were like when they were starting to come out he basically went on record and saying that oh you don't need to watch the disney plus yeah. shows like they're they're kind of like enhancers for the mcu but no now we're starting to actually see that like the events of those series are starting to affect the larger marvel cinematic universe yeah, he straight up lied in that press thing. Because, oh like, yeah. <laughs> if he was just talking about about like Winter Soldier or Moon Knight, I could mm-hmm. see that. But they've they launched with Wanda. And I know they launched with Wanda due to COVID. That wasn't the original plan. Yeah. But by the time he was on camera saying these are just you know, if you just wanted to stick to the theatricals, you could do that. These are more like additional uh, stuff that'll give more depth to the character, which I appreciated. I thought that was fine. But, yeah, this this film does not make sense if you have not seen WandaVision. And to their credit, I don't think they ever said that it would. I think a lot of people were like, we're pushing, go watch WandaVision. Because, yeah, this is, this is almost more of a WandaVision sequel than a Doctor Strange sequel, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think this is one of the first times we've had an MCU villain where we actually watch almost their entire growth, like as mm. or become a villain. Did that make her connect more as the villain to you guys? Like, did she pack more of an emotional punch? <laughs> she definitely did for me. Yes. Like, I felt for her the whole time. Uh, Alan, go ahead. Uh, I mean, yeah, I felt for her. There was a, one point in the film I thought to myself, oh, wow, she was an Avenger. Like, and now she's yeah. just like mm-hmm. straight up murdering people left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is a, I keep hearing this and it gets under my skin because, and it relates to what you're just asking right now. Yeah. I keep hearing this thing that nothing in this movie is her fault, that she has been corrupted by the dark old and that it's the dark old doing this. And there's even a five second sequence that kind of hints to that. But I'm glad that was it because we have seen the growth of this character and she's mm-hmm. been a crazy bitch since the beginning. I mean, she's she's had her reasons, but yeah. I mean, I mean, everything about her life, she has handled poorly and it has made her more vicious and more vindictive and more um, on edge. And I totally get that. I totally get that. But I mean, we were introduced to her trying to fuck up the Avengers no matter who died uh no matter how many civilians were in the middle of that she was very quick to join sides when it was let's uh let's fight with each other especially with Tony being on the opposite side um she has always been violent and 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 then you know everything that happened in WandaVision was before she got the dark old she was yeah. torturing people before she got that book. Yeah. She was choking them out in Times Square before she got that book. Yep. So all these things that she's done that have been violent and that have been extreme, I think Steve Rogers and the good people of the Avengers just kind of toned her down and tried to reel her in a bit. If anything, the Darkhold kind of just 
enabled her to be more of the destructive, chaotic self she is. But I hate this theory that she was possessed, you know, and that this wasn't her. Did you guys think that, or or do you I, lean more towards I, my side? I can see oh. how I can see how it's being read that way. I think if anything, you're right with uh, the Darkholds kind of pushing her more, like just pushing her a little bit because she's already there, and it's just like enhancing what's what's there because she did like the whole Westview thing, like that's all on her. Uh, and I think the, the chaos magic, because that's what they call it in WandaVision, yeah. her chaos magic is just that. It's chaos. And I think the Darkhold in, embraces the chaos. Um, uh, and that's chaos theory. <laughs> I, I think uh, it's it's interesting. Because, like the, the just of where the, the Avengers kind of come into play with uh, after the events of, of Age of Ultron it's kind of almost like the idea of like so in evangelical circles we have a concept called missionary dating where it's essentially one christian dates a non-christian in order to kind of convert them and that's what it kind of all that's it doesn't work i will say that um uh, but like the opposite i'm just gonna say I mean, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's what it kind of felt like the uh, th- her like journey throughout the entire like uh, Avengers saga, and once she kind of like Vision kind of seemed to like ground her, and once you kind of pull that out, you kind of start to get the Westview. You start to you start to get the uh, you know the 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 search for American America Chavez and and the multiverse and and to be reunited with their kids, and you get this viciousness that I think really kind of goes back to what Chris Nolan said, you know, you either live long enough to see yourself become the, uh, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. There it is. And I think that yeah. this movie embodies that, uh, so much with her journey. Like it definitely feels earned. Like we've, we've been yeah. on this journey since 2015. Well, and I think that answers one of the most, I think uncharitable reads I think I've ever heard of this movie is I read an article just before this that said that her whole plot was incredibly like they said it was misogynist because like they're just having the bad bad, bad guy be a crazy mommy <laughs> and then it's just this like stereotype and I think that's such a like a a really strange and kind of forced reading on what's actually happening with her character. I think I've you, heard a lot of those. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot of those. Like, oh, have you? And, yeah, and, and I, I don't agree. I, yeah, I don't agree with it either, but I also think part of it's coming from people who haven't been watching WandaVision yeah, or sure. haven't been following the character from 2015. Or maybe it went from WandaVision to this and not not all the other content. Yeah. You know, right. she's done a lot of growing and it's not just those two properties. And I mm-hmm. I've heard that a lot. I've heard uh and I've heard other edgy takes on like, you know, or, of that or they they jumped the gun with her or it makes no sense that she went this way. And uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with Josh. I think this was earned because she was mm-hmm. this way when we first met her. Like right. she, Ultron wasn't, Ultron wasn't, uh, you know, uh, controlling her or anything. She planted the seed in, in Tony Stark's head for Ultron. She set things in motion and she put people's lives in danger in order for revenge and vision and graceful people like Captain America took uh, took pity on her and tried to give her stability, and that worked for a while. 
but then she lost even more and she's just had a, a a life of loss and because of her abilities and then because of you know the the dark the dark uh nature of it and now that she's the scarlet witch it's just it's just easier it's easier for her to go down this path so i don't agree with the takes that it's lazy writing or that it came from left field or that it's misogynistic i think it is in line and that's why I wanted to go this way so much because I saw the building blocks, and and yeah, I was just surprised that they they took it that way. Okay. Let me ask you guys a question go because Marvel seems to be famous for the fact that they have like terrible villains. Like they they've built this brand really well. They haven't been able to like effectively crack the code for a noteworthy antagonist, mm-hmm. with the exception of. Um, Thanos Killmonger. and Loki Killmonger. and uh, Killmonger. Do you guys feel like uh, we got like an adequate antagonist for this movie? I'd say yeah. yes. Yeah, I, I disagree with that statement. I think Marvel is more known for having great villains that they kill off in the first movie that they're there. Yeah. I think I think you know Killmonger. All right, fair enough. Uh, uh, Ultron. Uh, <laughs> Ironmonger. Lo- well. Iron Monger, Loki. <laughs> Loki's been brought back. I don't care. I yeah. I would I would love to see Iron Monger back. I uh uh if you if you look back over the more memorable villains, I mean even Red Skull was awesome, and I wanted more. You know I mm-hmm. think I think they and they kind of did it here, though I'm not buying it. I don't I don't believe she's gone. Um, although I have a theory on on why they would do that, but. Um, yeah, I think she ranks among the gr- the great villains, especially with this backstory. Especially mm-hmm. because it didn't just happen at the beginning of the film. We had all this to build up to it. The only thing that I th- I wish we had more of, and I don't think it's, I don't th- you know we I'm sure you've heard about the three hour cut and then the two hour forty minute cut of this uh, that you know that was cut down to this what is it two hour and ten minute film. This is a very short film at least compared to some of the other Marvel films we've gotten. I don't think it's in those cuts, but, and we'll talk about the Illuminati in general, but in her big fight scenes, I thought they were over and done with way too quick because, because Sam Raimi is great at a lot of things, but he's not that great at action. And, you know, I mean, in, in those moments, I miss the Russo brothers so much because they have iconic action scenes. They know how to do action on the big and small scale. And I think there were two big scenes in this film that could have been so much better. And I was hyped from the moment they were building it up and then they were done. And I'm like, ah, you left me wanting a, little, a bit there. Which two scenes? What? But is, I think I, I think I can guess which one. What one the, is the Comitage scene yeah. and the, yeah. the Illuminati scene? I yeah. think they were just like the bam, bam, done. Is that the is would that necessarily be the uh, the result of poor direction from Raimi or the fact that you have such a powerful antagonist in Wanda? Uh, I th- I think both because you're, I mean. I, I yeah I think I think both I think uh, I think yeah it's it's one thing to be like she's super powerful, but come on man, Comitage it, it, it was it was over and done with in seconds. You know I think they could have 
there, there's ways to make a, a a scene where you could still show the other person to be crazy overpowered, yeah. and yet still still build it a little more instead of and 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 the way it was done, it was just like little bolts of red, and it was done, and then yeah, Illuminati. I- they had these heroes that you were building up and then they were just off screen in seconds. And I was, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted a little bit more of that. Just, just touching on Kamataj for a second. Like most of that was just the setup for the battle. And then the battle was over. Yeah. And, yeah. Like that, so much setup, so yeah. much hype. Um, but I'm glad you like part of the reason I, I like this film so much is it felt like a Sam Raimi film. Like a few weeks ago, I got oh, to it see. Really did, yeah. I got to see Army of Darkness for the first time with Josh at the Alamo, and like this felt like Evil Dead Four, and both in like the the <clears throat> just in tone and the feel of it, like it just felt like another Evil Dead movie with 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 a Marvel hero instead of uh, Ash Williams, and I was like, I'm here for this. Like I, I with that mindset, like I I think. I was hoping for more Sam Raimi's like Spider-Man type feel, which you do get a lot of in the first 10 minutes of this with the wedding oh, yeah. stuff. Like when he th- jumps off that balcony from the wedding. I was like, yeah. that is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man yeah. all over the screen right there. Uh, but it felt so much like the evil dead films that I was like, I just want more evil dead now. So my wife and I are now watching <laughs> Ash versus the evil dead. So, Oh, good. Nice. There's a uh, there's a meme that uh, I came across today. That's uh, it's a Trojan horse, and it it says Sorry. Evil Dead Four, and it's like uh, yeah. they're trying to like enter into like Disney, and it's like, oh, this is Doctor Strange, <laughs> which I mean, it's not wrong. It's a good Devin, meme. have you seen the Evil Dead films? I have, yeah. Okay, I love them. All right, Evil Dead so Rise. Much the camera work and uh-huh. the screams and coming. I mean, they got right up in your face. You know, there was, I there was so many like Ash in the cabin. You know, references to this, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, this is, you know, the, if it wasn't Sam Raimi, it's a love letter to Sam Raimi because it's just so much his style. You know? It's a love letter. And I think it worked for the most part. You know, it's a love letter to Sam Raimi and a and a uh, punch to the face to Bruce Campbell, literally, Aww. like multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> I loved seeing <laughs> so much. I'm just gonna say that Same. I loved it. I mean, I knew the his fact- cam- yeah. I knew his cameo was coming. Uh, Did you? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah he he was teasing it for it's Sam Raimi the last two Sam years Raimi. on Twitter. Oh, oh yeah, he even came out like, "Hey guys, I'm filming a scene today for my good pal." It, 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 they've got to be good friends. I mean, to to be able to say, "Hey, I want you in my new film. You're just gonna be there for five seconds, and you're just gonna punch yourself in the face." And for yeah. Bruce to be like, "Yeah, that's worth my time because you're doing it." That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a romance if I've ever seen one. I think I saw some press where Bruce Campbell's like, "I think my scene might have got cut. Like, I don't even know if I'm in the movie, but I filmed something." So, yeah. Andy's yeah. also the post credit scene, which yep. mm-hmm. right up there with uh with Homecoming's uh post credit scene. <laughs> so so were you upset by that no dude i okay. loved it i okay. i love like <laughs> the the post credit scenes like that like the captain america homecoming scene is probably one of my favorites in the entire mcu and ash williams or bruce campbell kind of like realizing the fact that like 
the spell has been broken was just absolutely hilarious. Okay. I had somebody. I, I would appreciate it if yeah. they did like a something official where they were like, "All right, look, from now on, the mid credit scene is going to be the bigger thing that teases what's next. The end credit scene, if you want to stick around, is going to be a fun little bit because it you, yeah. you know it, it used to be like." You stayed around at the end credits. You got a trailer for the Avengers. You know, you got yeah. you got big monumental shit for for rewarding for you to sit through twenty minutes a credit, and the and the credits just get longer with each one of these films. So I wish they'd come out and say like, all right, you know, we love you. If you if you want to stay that long, the end one's gonna be more funny gag uh, gag stuff. The the middle one's gonna be like, you know, the thing you're waiting for if you're waiting for something that teases the next thing. Sure. I had somebody in my theater very upset that that was the last scene. He's like, we yeah. waited around for it. Same. And like, oh. Same. And I, and I feel for him because I know, I know, I think that's half the fandom is, mm-hmm. is wanting, is half the fandom is like Josh that, and I, and I think it's funny too. I loved the, uh, the PE teacher or, or no, what mm. uh, the, the Captain America video is like yeah. expectations or whatever his little speech was. So was you've waited around. <laughs> that was that was great. But I, I do feel like some people are like, come on, show us the next big thing. Where are we going? You know, and then, yeah, that's all they get. So I, that's why that's why I would love that, because then I feel like that's probably 50 50 of the audience is, you know, one wants more light stuff. One wants the more heavy stuff. That's why I always Google stuff uh, like while the trailers start. I'm just like, all right, how many post credit scenes are there? And like most articles will tell you nowadays that it's like, hey, like the first one's the one that you need to pay attention to or like the first one's a, a comical and then it's the second one that you need to pay attention to. But yeah. I mean, for the most part, like uh, I just think people just don't think about that. So they're just kind of like, eh. You know, it's Marvel. There's there's bound to be something, whether it's it's post credit or post post credit. See, I messaged you guys to see make sure that there were two, so I didn't just waste my time. So, all right, I've got three uh, three big topics we need to talk about uh, yet in the show. Um, We got Illuminati. We've got um, America Chavez and the multiverse and the where what I where this where Marvel goes in the future with all of this mm-hmm. stuff. So do we want to start with the Illuminati? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sure. So we kind of knew like trailers <laughs> and commercials for this movie started teasing the Illuminati by actually saying the name. I think anyone who's on the internet kind of assumed that's where they were going with this. But then you had Mordo ta- actually saying the Illuminati will see you now in a TV spot, which I try to avoid, but still couldn't. Um, well, and you had you you literally had Patrick Stewart's voice in in the first trailer. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I have seen no TV spots. I've only seen the two official trailers, and you could hear him in that. So you know, I think that Absolutely. was a tease from the very beginning that the, the blurry figures were going to be somebody big. Yeah. Well, I, I and I expected big, but what were, were there any surprises for you guys in the Illuminati? Because for me. The biggest surprise was Black Bolt from the Inhumans. <laughs> Clearly. Oh. Clearly the biggest surprise. The bi- the, or, or at least the, the, the least Take likely. the words from my mouth. The least likely. The like, least I, likely surprise. I yeah. wish I had put money on that in Vegas because <laughs> uh, and this was right. Like Anson Mount was 
good on that show. Yeah. Like this show was what it was, but there's nothing wrong. Show like he, shit. Uh, as an actor, he's great. I I just watched him on Star Trek: Strange New Worlds where he plays Christopher. Pike. Yeah, he's having a great week right now. And he's I was like, out with two big things. I like I freaked out more for that than I did for anyone else in the <laughs> in the Illuminati. Um, so hold on, he's actually yeah. from the Inhumans because I yes. didn't know that he yes. was just yeah, random he, superhero for me. Yeah, he was this character in Inhumans. He was the um, My, minus the the he tuning a huge fork. part. Yeah, they they changed his little they changed his outfit a bit, mm-hmm. but he was this person in Inhumans, and because wow. he can't talk without you know killing or whatever, it's it's terrible for him to talk. Then mm-hmm. he didn't have a huge part of that show. Uh, or at least you know a lot of screen time, but yeah, he was one of the major players in that show. I would, I would, I would argue that the the opposite. I think he had too much screen time for not being able to talk. Mm. And I, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. That yeah. show was terrible. Didn't they, didn't they even do like a theatrical release? They did the first, in IMAX, first baby. Two, first two Ooh. episodes in IMAX. They tried. Yep. They tried so hard to sell that turd. I think they knew it too. They're like, we got to do something. We don't have the rights the to the X Men. We got to do the Inhumans. Inhumans fails. Okay, such... let's go by Fox. Like that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, because it was supposed to be a movie at one point. It was yeah. going to be a yep. movie. Then they're like, uh, we'll 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 reduce it to a TV show. Although they didn't say reduce. They said we're going to flesh it out. It's got to be more than a movie because we're giving it a TV show. And then everybody was like, this is worse than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we know why you did this, because you wanted to distance yourself. So the fact that he was there, I was like, oh, gosh. Like, I know it's not the same one, but it was still kind of a, it was neat. It was a neat nod to a shitty show. And yeah. I, I I appreciated it. I did not expect that. Uh, yeah, I, I never watched uh, Inhumans. So, like, this was this was my introduction to that character. And just being able, like, the fact alone that you got to see his power set on Titan, I thought was awesome. And it makes me really hopeful that we get an Inhumans movie or property. But I think now that they have X-Men, this is just kind of like a glorified cameo. Uh, I think he uses his power more in this movie than he does on the show. So... Wow. Um, how about you guys? What were, were there any surprises for you guys in the Illuminati? Anything you were happy to see? Or uh, to see? Krasinski. Yeah. Krasinski. Just going to say that. Like, mm-hmm. as someone that is a huge Office fan, like, I, I always love seeing what he does post-Office. Um, I love the Quiet Place movies, and I think that, like, dude, my theater erupted when Me he too. came on the screen. And like everyone just like entrance too, like they, yeah. they yes, they wanted you to like, interrupt. They 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 teed that up, yeah. And like I I just have to say between like him and like Danny Elfman's like score to Patrick uh, Stewart mm-hmm. with the '90s theme song, like those were like two of the best parts of like the Illuminati sequence. So real quick, just an interesting tidbit I noticed during the credits, mm-hmm. the the X Men theme, they credit not as X Men ninety two. Yes, theme, they do. X Men ninety seven, which is going to be yeah, the Marvel uh, Disney that's Plus the, show. It's immediate thing that I thought about. I was yeah. like, they oh, they've wow. got it. They've got that animated show coming out. Why yeah. not use it? So yeah. I immediately thought of that. John Krasinski as as Reed Richards. 
Um, this is a this is a it was a perfect play for them because it can go one of two routes. One, if people are like, <laughs> "Yes, he killed it," which I'm not gonna lie, I have seen people that said he did not. Uh, oh, wow. I have seen people that are like, uh, "Yeah, now we know why it's a fan casting." But I uh, but I heard a lot of people are like, you know, if this is his audition, he nailed it. But I could see this being an audition. Like mm-hmm. if if it's taken well. We'll go by Doctor Strange standards, which means another universe's Fantastic Four would look like uh, John Krasinski. If it doesn't go well, we'll go by No Way Home standards, and that if we when when and if we do Fantastic Four, it will be somebody else. So they they're kind of setting themselves up to go one of two directions. Yeah, I certainly yeah. I I would love for him and Emily Blunt to be uh, Mister and Mrs. Uh, Richards. Aww. I think that would be. I think that would be fantastic, and I think you know uh, they should just pull the trigger. But for the for the little bit that we got, I think he did a, a great job. He didn't have a lot of screen time. I think he did mm-hmm. a great job. I was surprised um, based on the trailers. I had theorized that um, Monica Rambeau was uh, was in this movie. Uh, there were spots that was this, that were you know on purposely quick and purposely blurred to where you couldn't tell yeah. who that was that was flying, yeah. but that kind of looked like Captain Marvel's powers. And it was, is that Monica Rambeau? Is this continuing on what we got in WandaVision? And I was like, gosh, I really hope not. Cause I just fucking hated her in WandaVision. And I know we're going to get more of her. I just, I need some time. I need some time to heal from that just terrible character. So to see that it was Maria Rambeau, um was great i thought that she was awesome she's um she real quick though is that the same actress from captain marvel yeah okay it is because i had forgot about that i really didn't care for that movie i don't hate it as much as other people but i just forgotten most of that i didn't think of her i thought of her role in in 007 and i'm like i fucking love this chick she is awesome she's a badass and to see her there i was like yes you know that felt like um, you know, I'm no no offense, but Monica Rambeau felt like TV quality. Maria Rambeau felt like movie quality, and she, you know, yeah. while her fight was short, I was like, yeah, bring it on. You know, I thought I I like seeing her up there. Devin, how about you? Well, no, I mean, I think the Illuminati scene was a bit of what I was talking about earlier when it it expands the MCU to a point where okay, yeah, X Men are here, Fantastic Four are here. Uh, hey, did you watch What If? Here's a nod to What If. Here's a nod to Inhumans. It expands the MCU to be that broad. But then it's a bit like what you had said, Josh, where it's, it, it feels like an audition. How did fans react to these people being there? Did they love it? Okay, that's the new property that gets a show. Did they mm-hmm. hate it? Don't worry, you only saw it once. Mm-hmm. And that's where it, it feels like at, this, at one time it's taking this huge swing, but also not doing it at all. Although Captain Carter was uh, yeah. a, a second take from from What If I I, I liked yeah. seeing her up there. I really liked her episode of What If, even though it was more it was one of the more safe episodes of What If, just kind of redoing scenes, but with Captain Carter instead of Steve Rogers. But I did like seeing her up there. Uh, I thought her death was. I mean, they just took the scene from the zombie episode of What If and, and made it Captain Carter. But mm-hmm. this is what I'm talking about. I think when they set up, I'm like, this is great. And then when Wanda comes in and they're like, we're gonna go handle this. Like, I haven't read a lot of the Illuminati stuff. I know that was. I think that was Bendis that brought them in, mm-hmm. and it was kind of mm-hmm. a short run. 
I don't know. I think they were just supposed to be a secret governing body and not necessarily oh. the most powerful of everybody. So I get how that would be the excuse is that, hey, these aren't necessarily the heavy hitters. Um, but at the same time, I expected them to have a little bit more of a fight. It it really did feel like they just didn't have somebody behind the chair that could showcase a good enough fight. So it was just these little snippets and dead, 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 moving on, you know. And I I wanted I know that wasn't the point of the movie, but mm. I just wanted a little bit more. You know? Man, if I had a nickel for every time I've seen Patrick Stewart die on screen as Pat, as Charles Xavier. Yeah. Although I'll take this over Picard season two because that shit show uh, was, is it not just, good? It's it, pissing me off so much. It it's started, so bad. It started oh. off good. I think it stumbles a bit on the ending, but yeah, it's, it stumbles uh, a bit from episode two, man. Once it once it turns into we're gonna be in modern times so that we don't have to show Star Trek stuff. I mean, it was uh, so much wrong with it. I mean, I, once I, they started, they, they literally, and I won't get into spoilers, they literally started advertising season three in the middle of season two. They would ew. have commercials for season three's coming, almost because they thought people didn't care enough about season two. That's not a good sign. To, to be saying. fair, they sign. made that big announcement for season three on First Contact Day. When they announced the whole cast is coming back, so didn't help season um, two though. It did. It didn't help season two. <laughs> Just, I I recommend finish it because there's one scene in the finale I think you'll enjoy. I'll I'm still gonna finish it. Yeah. I'm just not happy. With um, it. But I'm happy with him in this. I thought he had just enough, and I yeah. I liked that he was he was the one person with hope up there. Like he was like, if you escape, meaning he hopes. I hope you escape. If you escape you know, find the, the, the door that Stephen yeah. left or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like that that was his tone versus uh, what's his face. Who was just like, I'm going to kill you because you need to die. You know? So I saw this in screen X. So I had the projections on the wall as well as Ooh. the screen. X. The I, best, I need to find one of those theaters. the best scene in the whole film that used that the, the best was Xavier's scene where he goes up to the rubble and tries to pull Wanda out because you're just, mm. it, you feel like you're in this white void with them. And then it starts filling in with the red on the sides. And it's like, this is mm-hmm. awesome. Like oh. that was the coolest part of the whole movie for screen X. So, and that was the scene I was talking about that it kind of hinted that Wanda wasn't in control. Yeah. I'm glad that's all we got. Cause you could interpret that as that you can interpret that as Wanda setting a trap. Um, and playing on his on his uh, on his want for everybody to have a good side, um, I'm just glad they didn't take it past that because that's it. Clearly, felt like that's what that was saying is that the Wanda we know and love is buried and and the dark hold is taken over her. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they never really said that afterwards, there was no line from Doctor Strange that was just like she's our she's all dark hold now. This is no yeah. longer Wanda. I appreciated that because that's what everybody online is saying. And I'm like, just this, you know, that ruins the movie for me. Making an excuse for her actions in this film ruins the film for me. I mean, at the same time though, you have people who are like, yeah, Thanos is right. Like we should just split everyone. Like, um, fair. The internet's going to internet. 
is I guess, is I guess what I'm trying to say. I mean, you say. you had you had the Hawkeye drinking from a Thanos was right mug in his show. Yeah, yeah, he had that on the show. Yeah. All, right, all right, so one thing we didn't talk about at all yet is America Chavez. What did you guys think of America as a character? I think there's a reason we haven't talked about her <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, I wanted to like her, but she was the most useless part of the show. Uh, I, I really, I I thought her power set was cool. I know she's had different power sets in the comics, and and um, I thought just the just the star thing, portal thing. Whenever it happened, I was like, okay, I know there's some questionable CGI in this show, but whenever they did that, I was like, that does look cool. Uh, but yeah, everything else about her, they either cut it on, on that hour and a half that they cut out of this film or they had other plans. Cause I did, we talked about it. They had other, you know, there was that plans that she might've been in, in no way home. And maybe that would have given her a little more foundation from this film, but it just didn't feel like the film cared about having her in this, in yeah. this film. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> Okay. Okay. Oh wow. I still felt like I want to. Yeah, I want to say that like she feels like a she feels like a Disney Plus character, Mm. the way that like Kate Bishop feels like. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily want to see Kate Bishop as a secondary character introduced into a temple property like a Doctor Strange sequel. I would want her to be explored in a hawkeye series i think that's when that's and that's kind of what america chavez feels like to me right like she should have 100 percent been a disney plus series um i i think you're right i do on one hand i do really like the fact that like i i do kind of like the fact that they didn't make her like this like plucky little girl character like my kind of like worst version of that is if you guys ever saw Bad Batch, I really, really can't. Oh, Omega's God. like a hard sell for me. And they yeah. didn't make her like Avengers Omega. They they were pretty yeah. judicious with her, which I thought was fine. But she kind of just felt like she was like plot device, I think. Like she's the reason they could hop multiverses. She, 100%. Yeah. I, and I feel like unless they change something about her, that's that's gonna be her going forward. She's just gonna be like, um, <laughs> I'm trying to try to talk, talk, talk over. I muted him. Here. I muted him. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I feel like she's gonna be you know like, it, it, I mean yeah she's training at Comitage afterwards or whatever. But mm. I yeah I there was no part of, unless she has another power set. I can just see her being in in future properties the one that says. Oh, we got to get out of here. Open a portal. And then it's just a string of cool stuff that they throw in. And then they th- like, we get back to the plot, you know, which is kind of what they did in this movie, you know? Yeah. Well, also, too, like, you know, Devin, you talked earlier about, like, how you're not ready for Marvel to kind of, like, embrace the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And I think with a character like her, you have no choice now but to, yeah, for- but to embrace it. Well, here was the part that I don't like about – or the part that gets me, like, my, my – hackles raised or whatever is when they're like okay so we're earth 616 but then there's also like earth 528 and earth 528 is like the same but like instead of iron man it's like gold man and then there's Mm -hmm. like earth 257 where you know now it's all sandwiches and like Mm -hmm. i don't know that i want multiple movies like that i just know Mm -hmm. that you know i specifically like 
it, this is an okay introduction. If there's one character that does it, you tie it to this. I, I liked her backstory. I like what they did with her, saying like you know she accidentally opened the portal. Her parents got sucked in. I thought that was a cool way to introduce her and to make me care about her journeys through the multiverse. But I don't know. I it it felt like enough for me that it wasn't too in my face. But I also, you're right, had to embrace a bit of it. But I think they could have done a little bit more uh, work into her backstory because oh, yeah. I have not read her comics. Mm -hmm. um, mm. All I know is that, one, she comes from a, a world that doesn't have America. Uh, and so I guess her being oh. named America, she's not named after America. Uh, mm. It still sounded weird. Every time Doctor Strange was like, America's having a rough time. And I was like, yeah, no shit. Are you talking about, are you talking about, like, like, is this a movie anymore or what? But uh, there was that aspect. And then I don't want to be that person, but there was the, there was the aspect of her parents. And this was like, this was something like, you know, Disney's standing ground. They're not going to take out this scene uh, for whatever, Saudi Arabia, whoever wanted it out of the scene. And every time we get one of these articles before a movie comes out, it's just self-advertising. It's this thing that Disney does to say, we're bringing the first uh, gay character to this. We're bringing a gay character to that. And then when it comes to it, it's off to the side of the screen or it's barely mentioned. And here it was, she had two moms and then she had uh, a gay pride pin on her on her uh, thing, which the story kind of suggests that that was a normal thing on her earth. So why would there be a gay pride pin? But either, either way, it was just so like, I don't know. It felt like Disney continues to like say, we're going to do something. And then it's so minuscule that it felt more like self promotion than actual representation. And granted, I'm not part of that community. So I can, I can, completely understand if somebody came up and said hey anything is better than nothing but it did feel like they were hyping themselves up and then what we actually saw we, we i just feel like that's just one aspect of her character but we didn't get any any real uh uh nope. meat to her character it just felt like she was yeah. just someone on the screen when it was convenient to have her on the screen and that was it i I don't know if you get, sorry about having the duck out, but my landlord was calling. So I had to take take that call. Um, I don't know if you guys touched on this at all, but I really think she's just another wave of, Hey, this character is going to be in the young Avengers. So buckle up. And I, I, feel, I feel like that's oh, what well, we keep yeah, sure. getting with everything. Oh. Josh had mentioned Kate Bishop. So that, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. 100%. Uh, I, and again, I, I am curious to see like, because we've gotten, multiple uh uh young avengers like introduce over like different platforms like what platform is it going to be right. because i don't feel like it's cinematic enough to be a big screen mm -hmm. like i think it's kind of something that you go off and you do like a, a six episode disney plus series uh i don't know i can see I could see them doing something where the the of the of the older Avengers who are still there, um, like something happens to them and then young Avengers have to come in and save the day. Like I could see that happening on the big screen. I don't know if I want to see that happening on the big screen, uh, but I I feel like 
in the future, we will probably see like a lot of them have been on Disney Plus shows. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a Disney Plus series where you have these young kids at camp training to become Avengers. And like and like I say, young kids like she's 14, I think. And then you have Kate Bishops, who's in her 20s. So it's not like they're all super young. But I just I wanted I wanted more of her. And I guess that's Mm -hmm. a testament because I didn't think she was annoying. I did like her. I thought she was a I'd like I thought she was a capable actress. I thought she did well. Um, And and I did look her up um, when I got home because I know there were some comics about her. But according to the comics, her powers are superhuman speed, superhuman strength, durability, uh, flight, bioluminescence, bulletproof skin teleportation and interdimensional travel so i they they clearly just focused on one power set here but they could have at least teased other things or shown us some combos or something you know just leaving her at comitage at the end it felt like if they never talked about her again it would make sense for the MCU. Like, yeah, she's, yeah. she's just so, yeah. she's just so this one thing that if the plot doesn't need her, we'll never touch on her again. Where if they gave her a little more power set or a little more depth to her character, it would feel more like okay, we're gonna see more of her. I'm gonna save my complaining about uh, Marvel changing power sets for when we talk about Ms. Marvel next month. Uh, hey, Kevin Feige talked about it. You can't say anything anymore. Oh, did he? I guess. What? Yeah, okay. he, I don't know. He just he like released this whole like article about why they changed her power set and why it makes more <sighs> sense now than the original. That was my response. I just went, eh. Yeah. I know you got to change things for the shows. I know you do, but mm-hmm. it was just like apparently, according to Marvel, she just has this laundry list, and they took one thing that is really only vital if you, the plot of your movie has to do with that one thing. They could have yeah. given her at least one other thing, you know, right. to, well, and, uh, and, and a little more attention on I, the screen. I think they do tease that, though, when she punches the glass and it leaves the star form. Like, I think they are teasing her other powers mm. a little bit. They just don't do a great job at it, necessarily. At least so. it looked good. Like, they could have given her sloppy CGI, but it looked good. Like, I really, yeah. especially on, we saw it in Dolby. Um, Atmos, and when it happened, I was like, "Oh, that is cool. That's a cool effect. It's a neat effect." Does yeah. I don't get it. I don't. I'll have to read more about her for why she's America. But and I just couldn't help but crack up every time. Uh, America's in trouble. So yeah, I get. I agree. While we're talking America. about America, uh, America, um, <laughs> do you think the multiverse was used well in this? Would you have liked to see more universes? Do you think they were they? They did just enough. Do you, would you want to, did you want to see more? Cause I'm on the fence, honestly. Like I think the segment we saw where they're going through all the different worlds was cool. Um, and I would have liked to explore maybe one or two more earths before we settle on the Illuminati earth. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, like I'm fine that they didn't. I thought that was neat, but it felt so fast that the exact yeah. same scene in the trailer for Into the Spider-Verse Volume 1 seemed longer in the trailer than this scene did in the movie. Like, there's literally a whole scene of Spider-Man falling through multiple uh, universes with another Spider-Man chasing after him. 
that scene in a trailer for a movie felt longer than this scene in a movie. And I was like, this is cool, but it's way too much and way too fast. And I'm not saying we needed a full scene in each of these universes, but it just kind of felt like eye candy and then let's move <clears> on. And I mean, multiverse is in the trailer and the, the most we got were a couple different versions of him, pizza balls and, uh, some uh, 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 more reason to have uh, Rachel McAdams on screen. And I like Rachel McAdams. I don't really like, I don't know her, her alter alter version. And the other thing I thought that was, wasn't used uh, enough or, or they held on to her too long. Like there was a point in the movie where she's just standing outside the castle in the gray zone, like waiting for something to happen. And I'm like, why are you even here? Yeah. Like, could you have, couldn't they have done something more than just have her stand outside and wait? You know, it was just, it just felt odd. I don't think yeah. Sam Raimi knows what to do with uh, redhead love interests. <laughs> Maybe, that's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say though, that like I, I, I agreed with Josh, like that, that, that particular sequence where we do explore multiple universes it goes by so quick that i couldn't tell you anything about that sequence except that they were paint in a single universe because that was the most visual one i remember that one too and it was cool and like but again like my major complaint about this movie is that like it just aside from like other things like the fact that multiverse is literally in the the title we explore three universes at best and, and we mainly stick again, to one we yeah. mainly stick <laughs> to we mainly stick to one and and i again i i think i'm the only person on this call that has seen it but everything everywhere all at once like doesn't promote itself as a multiverse movie but it is the definitive multiverse movie. If you're going to like how you're going to do it, you need to see that, that movie and like then make your superhero yeah, movie I afterwards. I, I find it weird that you're saying that it doesn't promote itself as a multiverse movie, but like every, pro- part of the every promotion I've seen is like, this is the best multiverse <laughs> movie ever. Like, <laughs> look, I, 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 I am that saying that statement. For it. <laughs> I am saying that statement because it doesn't have multiverse in the name. And it even has a third eye. At least from the trailer, she's got a third eye in that in that movie. So it's even it's a googly eye. It's a googly eye. Can we talk about the third eye thing? Because that that felt. I mean, there's a couple oh. questionable CGI things in this film, but that felt like yes, yeah. Well, sorry. Do you guys know what that means? Is he like evil now? Why does he have the third eye in the end? I don't know because I don't know That's... much about Stephen Strange. That's what I would like to know. I don't know enough yeah. about the comics, but like. Did the dark hold like affect him to that way? Because like the person that like uh the, him and her are like companions that basically just travel the multiverse now. Oh, wow. So like similarly to Thor going off with the Guardians at the end of Endgame, now you have Doctor Strange kind of like no longer earthbound but now he's kind of like going through the multiverse which i kind of like because like it gives it gives him purpose again because he's no longer the 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 sorcerer supreme so you kind of need something to 
need need him to be able to do something that's still pulling from the comics. I, I mean, I don't think I didn't read that as him going off and le- d- like ditching Earth completely. I read it as there's an incursion. She's from the dark dimension. That he has to go help fix it, and they're setting up whatever if, is next. If that was the point, I, they could have built that up a bit. They could have yeah. had him coming back to us, to our 616, seeing Rachel McAdams happy, seeing Wong taking care of Comitage just fine, um, although uh, you would think he would be there like rebuilding it because of all the destruction that happened. Uh, but instead, he's just like, you know, raindrops keep falling on my head walking down the street in, in New York City. Uh, but if if that was the point where he doesn't feel like he belongs here anymore, they could have. I didn't get that feeling at all. They could have put. They could have beefed that up a little bit if that was the I, I'm play. Not, I'm not saying that like that's how I read it. Like that's what okay. their relationship is in the comics. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. They, they, she's his main <clears throat> love interest outside of. Christine. Oh, she is. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know so that. They, they wow. actually get, end up getting married, I think, in the comic books. At oh, I hope she gets so. a better costume. Interesting. Looks just silly. And. And maybe that's just her thing, because she had white dreads in the in the uh, Fast series. So maybe that's just her mm. thing. When she enters a franchise, she has to look silly the first time. But uh, going back <laughs> to your question of the third eye thing, yeah, yeah, that was kind of up in the. I think, I think, I think they kind of said that like maybe that that was part of the the dark hold. But if you really to know that they're really bad and beyond repair is when their fingers go black and his fingers had not gone black yet that kind of seemed like what they were saying because wanda's fingers were black and the other and the one that uh uh uh, sinister strange sinister yeah whoever they had to kill on titan his fingers were black and his hair was messed he just looked all kinds of uh (laughs) a mess but i guess the the third eye was like a was a you know, a consequence, but not like the last straw. I think the dark fingers were the last straw. Once you go gothic, you can't go back. <laughs> Truth. Uh, I also am gonna be like definitely peeved if like the next time we we see Doctor Strange, we don't get like a uh, third eye blind intro. Yes, man. <laughs> semi charmed life. You just want to you just want to check in on him living that semi charmed life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, <laughs> anything what, did you have a third main topic that we hadn't talked about yet i mean i think we're getting there with like what the, where what they're setting up with this do you, do you guys what do you guys think they're going to do next with the multiverse in the mcu look can can i just can i air something out real quick sure, in the comics it. the comics are the 616 mm-hmm. and the fact that you've now dubbed the marvel cinematic universe 616 that to me seems problematic because you are saying that the comics and the cinematic universe are one and the same and there needs to be some kind of variation I, where it's this is the Marvel cinematic universe, this is the Marvel comic. 
I, I it look is. At it, you could have gone down that route. I get what you're saying. I, yeah. I, I look at it as book-wise, the main continuity is 616. Film-wise, the main continuity for Marvel is 616. Like, there are two adjacent 616s. Like, like the, you have the film world, oh and then you have the comic world. A multiverse of yeah. multiverses. Does that make Ow. sense? I, I, I it feel, does. I, yeah. I feel like the grand scope of things would be an eventual reset and that they finally named our universe or uh, our dimension or whatever so that it plants the seed in your head that, oh, well, this, this, this reality could eventually just end and then we've reset in another reality. Yeah. Or setting up things like x-men and when they do an x-men they're like it's in the mcm uh uh which i'm guessing you know the 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 marvel cinematic multiverse Mm -hmm. it's it's in there but you know first first thing on the screen is world 712 or whatever you know so i think that's kind of like their soft entry instead of trying to cram it all down our throats and 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 worry about plot holes and everything they just, it could even be the same thing with like something like Black Panther uh, recasting. If yeah. they do it on a different Earth, is it really a recasting or is this a different Black Panther? The, you know, the, right? I, I think the main reason to establish what Earth you're on is so they know that this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe and that's whatever the hell Sony is doing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Um, I can't even get that straight. Are, well, no, and I, th- I think this leads into where I, I was trying to go with this. <clears throat> Do you guys think they're setting up secret worlds with secret wars with this? Because it seems like now that you have this incursion that Doctor Strange and Charlize Theron are going to to fix, you could be setting up like Mordo is still alive back in the mm-hmm. Illuminati. Yeah, like he's gonna be mad at Doctor Strange, like like and want revenge for what happened. Like, and I guarantee he's gonna blame Strange for it all, not Wanda. <laughs> But you could have these worlds co- collide. Like, you could have everyone in the MCU and then everyone else in the multiverse. So you get the X-Men, the Inhumans, the Fantastic Four, like, com- fighting and then and have that, like, in the comics, that the battle world combines and one is destroyed. Or, but I can see them combining yeah. everything together through that story. Do you? Th- I think that's where they're going. What are your guys' thoughts? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I kind of like what Josh was saying earlier about like the ability now to like if you introduce the X Men, it takes place on like Earth seven three two or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I like the ability to tell these like multiversal stories, but not actually have it connect it to the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think even maybe they're they're attempting to do that with Moon Knight because Moon Knight doesn't feel like anything that we've seen in the marvel cinematic universe so far and it doesn't we don't know necessarily how it connects to the larger picture thereof so like i I don't know i i think it would be interesting it's going to be interesting moving forward on how this connects to everything else i I think i think the argument can be made that you don't have to establish that it's on a different earth or a different timeline for it to be part like of a series like if you look at logan like that the x-men franchise timeline is all kinds of messed up but you look at logan like you don't really think about it that much like xavier's old logan's old 
but all the most of that stuff happened and it doesn't really matter what but you have these characters you can still tell a character driven story in that world and not really establish like what earth or timeline you're in i don't think yeah. you need to, i don't think you need to be spoon fed this is earth 616 this is earth 712 i i i well i mean logan came out under the same banner that all the other x-men films came out there was nothing about Logan that conflicted with the other X-Men films. Nothing. Yeah. It was far enough in the future that there was no other future stuff that was like, yeah. oh, when Logan was this old in this movie, you know, so it could do that without without worrying about what happened between things. Uh, MCU bringing in things, I feel like that would be a soft entry way to do things. Uh, and in regards to your question about Secret Wars, sure, I mean, I feel like they could be somebody else brought that up. A friend of mine named Mark brought that up. Um, I feel like they could be dropping breadcrumbs for that. But what Secret Wars is in the MCU could be so much different than what it is in the comics. Think about Civil War. Think mm-hmm. about Age of right, Ultron. Think right. about every other mega event that we've had. It, it yeah. always felt reminiscent of those stories but they were clearly different takes on those stories. Yeah. And we got to, we can't forget that we have invasion coming up before that. We've got the yeah. whole scrolls thing coming up in Nick Fury show and whether or not that's yep. just going to be a Nick Fury show event, or if that's going to be bigger than the show invasion, who knows? I was honestly surprised that we didn't get a hint of the Loki uh, stuff in this one because that is the that is the only other property that's really dived into this idea of the multiverse and and a big bad that that is recognizing of that multiverse and I thought that we'd at least get something that touched on that but again this felt really just a sequel to WandaVision and not anything else which is not a necessarily a bad thing I appreciated that part of it but I thought that they could have added some other things in there to connect it a little more or to give us a sense of where we're going. Cause yeah, I mean, it just kind of ended for me. Yeah. Anything else we want to touch on before we wrap this up? Well, yeah, I, I did want to ask you all, do you think she's dead? No, no, no. Okay. Here's no one ever dies thing. in Marvel. I know, but they certainly kind of made it seem like she, and then, and then the disbursement of her energy. The only—I don't fair. think she's dead I, either. I'm not naive as hell to think that she's dead or that they would waste her. My only thought that maybe this version of her is dead is that we know when Agatha show is coming, and I think maybe we all thought that it would be a prequel show. Well, if Wanda in six one six is dead, then Agatha is released. So. The Agatha oh. show could be a mm-hmm. sequel to this in which she is free now. So that's the only reason that. why I think that maybe they could go in that direction. I certainly hope not because, again, I hate it when they waste good, good, you know, um, good character development. But mm-hmm. they, I mean, they, they kind of went out of their way to make it look like that's what happened. Ryan's in the chat yeah. talking. Yes, but not completely dead. I didn't see it either. Lol. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I agree. I actually agree with Ryan. Like, I don't think she's, uh, I think she's like injured. And I think like if she's weak, like that could let Agatha out too. Um, I didn't even think so. of that. That's really smart. Cause it's just an easy way to get her a, a show. That's not a prequel. And then you, and then you end Ath- at the Ag- Agatha show with uh, Wanda coming back. 
or the excuse is she's not dead, but she, they did have the line that she destroyed the dark hold and all universes. So the excuse could be, she's not dead, but what was really holding Agatha was the dark hold, not Wanda Uh, herself. And, and then they could be like that disbursement of energy wasn't Wanda that was the Darkhold's energy. So I could see that being written in as well, and that's how they get around it. The Scarlet Witch is still out there, but it's the Darkhold that's gone. And yeah. Which is more knowing Marvel, it's more likely the case. But but if she were to die, and this is the lat you know, if if we're going where you know, Tony Stark, if we ever see him again, it's gonna be a long time. But for all intents and purposes right now, he's dead. Same way with Steve Rogers. We're not going to see him for a long time. We probably will in the future, but he's gone. If this were her end, at least for the foreseeable future, do you think it's a worthy end? Do you think it's a lackluster end? What What do you think about it if this is her end? I think until they figure out what they're doing with the X-Men, uh, to prevent any other Ralph Boner situations, I think it's okay mm. if we take a break from Wanda. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's that's uh, that's kind of how I am too. Uh, I think that if you're going to do it, like now that we have the X Men in our grasp, and you know, I think this version of Wanda has definitely done great things, and her she's been one of my favorite arcs to see, watch develop and unfold in the past five six years. But the ending of this film feels like to me like the perfect conclusion you know, to her arc, again, going back to the, the, the Chris Nolan hero villain thing, like, I would want to see, like, um, maybe, maybe not, like, again, now that we've introduced the multiverse, you can introduce a myriad of other Wandas, and so I think that, I think I would want to see the, the X-Men version of this character moving forward. Yeah, I mean, co- honestly, just completely agree. No notes. Like, yes, that's exactly, that's exactly it. Nailed it. I, I would be satisfied if this was her ending. I think they mm-hmm. I think they nailed it. I think they really, you know, if you, you can't be like, oh, we never got to see her full thing. You know, I think uh, ever since she just wrecked house in, in Infinity War, you know, it was just like, man, can you ever imagine if she was on the other side? And we got that. I think the only thing that outside of the Illuminati fights and, and there's the fights in general, the only other thing that I thought was disappointing was the kids. I, I, I mean, either, either those kids have twins and they use the less talented twins for this movie <laughs> or Sam Raimi just doesn't know how to direct kids because they felt significantly <coughs> underwhelming compared to how they they were good in the show i thought they were fine in the show but there were two moments in this film like one when they were singing some weird ice cream song and then two how they acted to the evil version of her mother of their mother it was just like oh god it's cringeworthy I, i thought their scenes were terrible and knowing that they have they've done better on screen it just felt like sam raimi didn't know how to how to direct them or something. I wonder how much of that is the difference between a TV set and a film set. Because as far uh, as I know, WandaVision was filmed in Georgia. Pretty sure they filmed this in London. So you had to take these kids from the States to the UK. It's all Devin's fault. 
It's all it's all worse over here. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> that must be that must be it. I just it just felt weird. Like when they were supposed to be scared of her, yeah. it felt like it felt it just it, it, it wasn't being sold on it. It wasn't. It felt like they had more depth and emotions in the show, and they were just so scripted in this movie, and it just just mm. felt weird. I just I didn't like seeing them on screen. I was like, get them off, get them off the screen. It, Every time they were on it, the screen, it was weird. We could just blame the the multiverse. That's just how those kids are in that universe. Oh yeah, this is the one where they're yeah. They don't know how to were, were there yeah. actual kids that were born and not just made up by Wanda? <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did think, yeah, somebody else mentioned that too. Of why couldn't they just be like uh you know, do you have to do you have to take her kids? Like if this is the multiverse, is there not one universe where Wanda's dead and the kids exist and they need their mom? But uh yeah. You know, and th- and that goes back to the whoever said it here was that they it felt like they just kind of rotated around three universes mm-hmm. when we're talking about a multiverse. You could have you could have explored the multiverse from th- you had three characters you know strange uh, America or Wanda that could have given you just a little bit more time in these alternate universes um, and you know I mean we've sat through so much longer movies than this mm-hmm. and two hours and ten or two yeah two hours and ten minutes is not a short movie. No. But it really did feel like it. It felt short compared to these other narrative uh, journeys we've taken. And I feel like they could have gotten away with five to ten minutes more of uh, of exploration or just depth to, to some of the content, to some of the themes, some of the things in the movie. Mm. But I didn't hate it. I didn't hate yeah. it. I know I'm 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 the guy that loves to shit on things, but you know, I, I and I think a three point five out of five sounds worse than it is, but um I still enjoyed it. I walked out of it you know, uh, impressed that they went certain ways. I agree with Josh yeah. that they dropped the ball and could have gotten a lot going to have gone a lot farther with this, could have could have taken it in a totally different direction or at least you know, taking more chances, but I am impressed at the movie we got. And it really does make me wonder what movie they turned down with Scott Derrickson. If they allowed this one to happen. Same. Uh, yeah, there was that scene where that dude was crawling away from Wanda and she roasts him alive. And at that point I was like, Oh, okay. This is the Wanda I wanted, you know, so it, it, I, I feel like they didn't hold back on certain parts like that. It makes me wonder what it's like seeing this movie in 4DX. Like, do they just spray the scent of burnt hot dogs in that scene? Like, <laughs> Is it like that Spider-Man ride where, like, you felt the heat from Goblin's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Goblin's little things? That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a movie in 4DX. I haven't either. The Lilo and Stitch ride. Screen X is as far as I've gone with that, but 4DX... Like I might, I might check if I can. I'll check this one out in 4DX. Um, <laughs> That's a thing in America. I thought that was only in China. Is that a 4DX? thing in America? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't know that. There, there, there's one out in near Philly, near us. Um, wow. And I know like New York and LA have them. So maybe well, we'll, I live in maybe, Omaha, Nebraska. I guess we just got the lame old IMAX yeah. and Dolby screens out here. I'm sur- I'm surprised lame. I have a Screen X near me where I live. Uh, but Hey, if we end up in New York and say October, maybe we'll find a 40 X screen and go see something. Yeah, there we go. There um, we go. 
Sounds good. One last thing I wanted to bring up that we haven't talked about yet is the music fight. Oh, Bro, yeah. yes. <laughs> I thought it was silly. Music fight. kind of cool. No, no. It no? is the, it is one of the best Marvel Cinematic <laughs> fights ever. Wow. New okay. bar has been set. It's so cheesy. Okay. I got questions, though. I got questions, though. Is, did it happen because in that universe, music is his power set? Because I've heard that. Possibly. I've heard, I've I never heard, heard that. Because I've heard, I've heard a few reviewers, and I agree with them. We're like, this was so just ungrounded, and it didn't have any foundation for why it happened. We've never seen him take things off the page before and use them as weapons. So it felt so like ridiculous. And then one person was like, "It wasn't ridiculous. It wasn't ridiculous. That's that is the 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 Doctor Strange with musical powers. It's in the universe where musical music is power." And if that's the case, I feel like one line could have helped with that. It was a cool <laughs> sequence, but I was like, oh, wow, I guess, I mean, there's other things that Doctor Strange does with the animals and the dragons and everything that we've never seen him do before, so it's not a leap to say that he has learned more, but it was just kind of so fantastical that one line to ground it could have helped. Yeah, <laughs> For me, that was just the the Sam Raimi campiness from like army of darkness coming through. And I was like, yes, like, and then like, <laughs> it was campy. My, it was big, fun, but it was my campy. biggest complaint about it is that it's not on the soundtrack. <laughs> like there's, there's a snippet of it, but not the whole, whole battle. Um, but hmm. anyway. I wanted, I guess, you know, it, it did remind me of that, um, of that uh of the scene in what if where where uh dr strange is just spending like years just deep diving and shit you know and in this movie he's got so much more power set than his previous films and i wouldn't have i wouldn't have minded that i wouldn't have you know because he it's not like he's spent the last five years learning all this shit he was dusted with everybody else so i i would have liked to to see a scene where he's just like instead of being the drunk who's sad that his girlfriend's marrying somebody else he's just the guy that's just back to the books I'm gonna learn all this shit that I didn't know against the mad titan so that next time I'm in a situation I can I can pull dragons out of my arm I can pull music notes off a page and use them as weapons I would have liked something like that and I felt like the the the, the, the that could have added to the depth of the film yeah Right. I did think it was a cool scene. It's a cool scene. <laughs> Anything else? There's a lot of cool stuff like that. The whole yeah. the whole demon cape thing was cool. The uh, oh, yeah. uh, I'm so I've only seen this once, so I'm like trying to think of it all because I, I <laughs> yeah uh, I'm Completely taking my understand. mom to see it. I was out of town this weekend for a comic con, so I didn't get to take my mom out for Mother's Day. So my brother's coming into town, and we're taking her to see this on Sunday. And she's, uh, she likes Marvel movies, but she's also like super religious. So I don't know how she's going to take, she doesn't like horror stuff. So I don't know how she's going to take this film. She was oh, like, man. am I going to like this? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But stuff like the demons forming his cape and him walking around in the corpse of his, of yeah. his alternate self. I want to see again, but I'm also <laughs> like, please don't, please don't demand that we leave the theater. You know, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, I think that does it for our discussion on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
putting a pause what's in next? here. What's next? What's the next? The, uh... the next Marvel film will be yeah. Thor Love and Thunder. Mm. Oh, okay. So we'll be talking about that in July on the Victims and Villains podcast, where you can catch me and Josh as the Marvel correspondents whenever Marvel stuff comes out. Because uh, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think we'll be talking about Miss Marvel before that. We'll probably do like we did with Moon Knight and talk about a little bit about it in that re- review. Um, when does that come out? June? June, yeah. First or second week of June. Okay, so so it gives Obi-Wan a little time yeah. to itself on Disney+. Good. Plus. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you can find You Have to Watch This Podcast on all major podcasting platforms. Follow us on Instagram. Find, like us on Facebook. Um, you can find Victims and Villains on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitch. Josh, where else can people find victims victims of villains.net uh wherever you guys get your podcasts from and uh yeah i think you said everything else all right you can find them next year at uh back at the alamo because from from everything i've heard the uh the horror movie fest was a slam dunk and we're gonna bring it back for year two right is that what i'm hearing i'm confirm that josh oh good Indeed, I can, and Devin better be there this time. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. My happen. my one request <laughs> is I want the same Airbnb next year because I love that place. It had a bonfire. Was it great? Yeah, we had a bonfire. It was amazing. Um. Oh, now I'm feeling. Yeah. Feeling uh, left out. Feeling yeah. a little FOMO. Yeah. Uh, oh, me too. Trust to, me. I'll have to come yeah. next year. Yeah. I have I have less than an excuse. I'm on the same continent. Yeah. At least and I couldn't make it happen. <laughs> So, <laughs> next year. Next year. <clears throat> Josh, where can people find you? <laughs> you're slit. Uh, you guys. Oh, sorry. Other Josh. Yeah. Unless, unless Other you're Josh. working for me. Yeah. Uh, Fiercelit.com. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, was just in Kansas City for Planet. I'm, I'm going to be in Des Moines in two weeks for Des Moines Comic Con. And then Smallville Con in, in June. And... Uh, uh, New York Comic Con back in back in October. Hopefully, my buddy Alan will be there as well. But otherwise, I'm online, um, trying to trying to get some new stuff done. But uh, you know, I exist. Did, did I see you have a new book coming out? Uh, <laughs> yes. There's some there's some obstacles that are pissing me off right now in terms of printing and mm. editing things. Okay. Um, and I've got pre-orders for it now, so I'm feeling I'm feeling the the uh, pressure. But it's coming. Okay. It's coming. Awesome. Oh, oh. But I, I will say, I just had a terrible. Well, I didn't have a terrible weekend. I had a kind of a lackluster weekend. Um, uh, this past weekend, I was at a smaller con. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like amazing. But one awesome thing that did come out of it was I partnered with a new graphic novel uh, artist. So I do have a new Ooh. graphic novel coming down the chain. Oh, wow. It's probably at least a year to a year out, a uh, year and a half out, because graphic novels take time. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, that's how I met Josh was the graphic novel for my first book. And I can't wait to yep. get back into that realm. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, speaking of small cons, you can find you have to watch this podcast at the Main Street Comic Con in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania on June 25th. Uh, we'll be there. Ryan and I. Uh, mm-hmm. Devin, if you can get over to this continent. Uh, I'll try. <laughs> You'll have to do London Comic Con. and, and That would be Devin's so much fun. Or, he has to come here first. <laughs> Uh, that's the rules because you got two thirds over here is that exactly rule of majority okay uh, yeah so uh, I think that does it for 
tonight's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, for you, if the watch this podcast, I'm Alan. And I'm Devin. And we will see you next week.